LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Sarah of The Blonde Bliss. This particular hat story started in a small country in Central Europe, Slovenia, where a young creative mind wanted to create extraordinary hats. She grows in to adore them, passed from her grandmother that died when she was a little girl. It was a piece she always admired in her grandmother's closet, in which she wore with such confidence and much love. The story begins with a passion, love, adoration, and dedication to create something beautiful, something unique. Every struggle, every single hat is handmade by a hat maker with 90 years of tradition. Their goal is to create individual pieces that will last forever, and that one day you'll be more than one to pass on creations to your children and grandchildren and also have a chance to enjoy them, the life stories connected with those hats. Surat is a blogger, fashion editor, hat designer, and entrepreneur, sharing her life and love for fashion. She always wears a hat if possible, because this is a statement piece with which she expresses herself. Plus the fact that every hat that she wears is designed and made by her. <laughs> this is a fantastic little interview with Surat of the Blonde Bliss. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. So today we're sitting down with Sarah of the Blonde Bliss. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for having me very well. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what you do in one to two sentences. So I'm actually a hat designer, um, but this is maybe for the past uh, three years, something like that. Before I studied law, so I have my law degree. Okay. So I went to totally different direction from, you know, from law directly to fashion. And it's a big passion of mine. I learned it when I was 24 years old. But you're 25 now, so that's interesting. No, I'm 27. <laughs> Thank you. I look that young. <laughs> no, I'm not old. But yeah, like uh, I started like just on my own. Uh, I just, you know, finished my studies. Uh, I moved back to my home country from France when I was study where I was studying. And I just uh, went to the handcraftsmanship and just said I want to learn something. And I was learning for a month until I learned how to make a hat. And from there, everything started. Yeah, I was reading up on your blog. You kind of you had some inspirations from some family members. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, my grandma always loves hats, okay. and it was like something that we both shared when I was a child. And when she actually passed away, when I was around seven, eight years old, um, it was something that just, you know, stuck with me. And I always felt that we are connected in that way. And till today is every hat that I do, it's something that I still re reminds me of her. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And that's why maybe that, you know, it's like something um, that I add to every single piece that I do. And 
and yeah, I, I just love what I do and I'm happy that she shared that love for uh, hats with me. Um, and I just want to share that with our customers and I always say that I hope that they have so many stories to tell to their children, grandchildren and you know pass their hats like forward to their family members which my grandmother did for me. Growing up I never really was that appreciative of hats like I wore hats because like my cool cousin wore a backwards hat like a baseball cap right? Yeah. And then when I got a little bit older like I just didn't want to be like a lot of like the jock so I would always have the hats on backwards okay. and then the first time I bought like a good hat that I actually had before I was like my friends like you should just go buy like a go to this hat store on our campus like in school and that was a straight the guy makes like all the hats there I think okay. and he walks me around and he's asking about my personality or whatever and he introduces me to this cowboy hat that's a Stetson I yeah. still wear it I was actually thinking about it today before our interview yeah. and I'm like the fact that I would wear this when I was so excited about so many things in my life over the mm -hmm. last 15 years now is just amazing, right? Yeah. Like the baseball hat that I got like in sixth grade, mm -hmm. I got a new one in sixth, seventh grade, right? Yeah. It's just like, you just don't think about hats as being a huge part of your wardrobe and how much you can really accentuate your personality. Yeah, it's actually like a lot of customers that like came to me at the beginning were normally people that never wore hats, okay, right? And they were always like, yeah, I think I need to like be very confident to like wear a hat. And I was like, no, it's vice versa. It's actually you feel more confident with a hat. And when they like when they got their first piece and started to wear it, they were like, yeah, it's so much better. Like every look like every outfit it's just like uplifted it's like I feel better and I'm like yeah and at the same time I have always this hack and I always make jokes uh, out of it it's like you know when you have a bad hair day you just put a hat on it like on your hat that's that's fine you have a good hair day you put a hat on it like it's it's not it doesn't exist any day that you cannot wear a hat and to me that's just something that adds up to literally everything like even when I was wearing like jeans and t-shirt and I put a hat on it like uh, people just were like looking at me and saying like oh I love your outfit it was nothing special the only difference between me and everybody else was I was wearing a hat you know so I think hats are just something that was so popular in like you know 60s 70s even before that and with time like these things just changed but now I think they're coming back and I love that and I think that you know for every person exists certain hat and that's why I love like being very personal with you know everybody that decides to wear hats because I say okay you know this model fits your you know uh, face shape this color is perfect for your you know your skin tan like uh, th uh, this is a color that's gonna fit to most of your wardrobe like it's so different in advance to a person also personality that's why I I still love that personal touch yeah and this is like what makes me happy and I love to design like every single piece to what customer wants you know so we design like from the model to the style to the material to the color to every single detail and that's like you you make somebody feel being part of the process which is like something that is nowadays so hard especially because I I want to have something sustainable something that's gonna stay for years like right. you said you know right and I think we should invest into pieces like that and that kind of stays for years with us and our classic pieces but you still 
still, you know, can try to be trendy with colors and things like that. Yeah, it's actually uh, refreshing to hear you say that I'm allowed to have a bad hair day and so wear a hat while also having a good hair day and so wear a hat. Yeah. There's plenty of days where I just like won't wash my hair or something and yeah. I'll like go to work. People are like, awesome hair do you do? Because I like to take my hair. I should go to the barbershop next door, right? And people are like, oh, what did you do hair? I'm like, I just didn't wash it, but just like put my hand through it and it's just like, oh, that's like one of those like movie star looks. I'm like, no, it's like me being lazy in my yeah, hand yeah, through yeah. it. Like, uh, what should I wear a hat today? I just felt like an idiot. But that's, that's the thing too. I remember so many people who, in fashion that I respect, for some reason, I never knew this like have until this interview, that it was a trigger, right? They wore just kind of something super simple and easygoing, and the hat just like completed the outfit. Yeah. It just blows your mind. Yeah, exactly. You say, don't think about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In my country, we say it's like a dot on an uh, eye. Okay. Yeah, so it's like this. It's like a finished dot. Yeah, and I think always hats have been something like that. And sometimes, like, um, I come from a country that is very conservative, mm -hmm. uh, which means that you stand out every time you try something different, right. which means hats, like, most yeah. of the time. And I always was, like, uh, you know, afraid, like, people looking at me and, like, standing out too much and you want to blend in and this is how you feel safe. And when I went to France and I was studying there for a year, I just like I just felt like a number in that you know a big yeah. like community and I just didn't care and then I really rediscovered myself and figured out like you know I can wear whatever I want no one is gonna care and I started to wear hats more and when I returned back home I just didn't notice that even like now my sister sometimes when you go like to the stores or something she's always like oh people stare at you like did you notice that and I don't notice that because I just feel so comfortable with my hat that I just just I, I just maybe blocked everything around me out of it. I don't, I don't know, but I, I think uh, a hat is such a simple but such a delicate piece to every wardrobe. And it's so important to also know um, what type of attitude it gives you, how, how comfortable you are, how you carry yourself. Like this is uh, some things that just come with it. You don't notice it, but right. like people around you notice how you change with it. And I, I love that feeling. Like, I think it's a kind of a snowball effect of you feel good looking in the mirror, putting it on, people stare and people will say nice things. It's yeah. not people are staring because they don't like it. It might be they don't understand it, but it might be like, hey, that actually looks really good on you. Yeah. There's something about you. They stare because it's different. That's that's what it is. But I think the hats are really coming back. Like if you watch like uh, fashion shows for the past two years, like even Dior and Chanel and everybody yeah. started to do hats again. They started with berets. Now they're going back to hats. And this is, you know, it's, it's the trend is coming back. It's, you know, always is coming. Everything is coming back. It's just like... Uh, certain like decades are coming back and then it's like takes time to get to another decade but yeah I, I mean I, I want to do that and in some kind like I want to make my grandmother proud and I want to like um, you know um, continue this love that we share for hats but at the same time I want something sustainable something good because sadly fashion industry just went like totally off track 
and it's it's I think we need awareness that we need to invest into pieces that gonna stay that are not gonna you know do so much damage for our environment to our community to you know everything like everything affects everything mm -hmm. and for me for example in Slovenia I employ a lot of people that are like disabled people and people that have hard time finding jobs and I want to do that I want to awesome. return something back you know yeah. so I still search for like um, um, how can I say like um, additional reason to do that yeah. and with time I also want to start like fundraising for uh, especially to me it's there like uh, women were fighting the breast cancer because my grandmother died this way so it's just like things that keeps me going and I, I know where I want to invest but also know where I want to grow and I'm just like now it's maybe a little bit different because um, I entered the US market, which I don't know. I'm not from here. I don't know how this works. Well, so. you're in Chicago. It's cold. People need hats. <laughs> yeah, everybody says, like, winter is going to be good for you. And I was like, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean like, uh, you know, people notice when you're from Europe that you have, you know, different style, different attitude, different like, it's, you know, culturally you're different. And I think people just need something refreshing because everybody are used to like how it is already. So I think they, they really liked it, especially like when I had that fashion show. Uh, I was really su surprised by, you know, the people's reactions and how excited they were. And this is, this was like, for me, a sign, okay, this is a market I want to be in. And I decided that, I mean, already before, I somehow knew deep inside me that U.S. is a market I want to do and U.S. is a country I want to live in. Mm -hmm. So now I'm just working on that, even though for me is a, you know, total beginning again, because I need to start from scratch here. So it's challenging. It's fun. It's it's different, a lot different. Let's say, let's put it this way. Well, it's good to hear that like you're making the effort to uh, help the fashion industry as a whole, like with your sustainability stuff. I was in an email conversation with someone today in the UK. I don't live in the UK. I don't travel to the UK like ever. I want to, but in the future. But they're like, hey, do you want to sign up for this membership? Be a part of our organization that promotes that. Mm -hmm. I follow them on Instagram and all that stuff. I'm like, I'm just trying to do my part, right? Like, I'm trying to spread the good things about sustainability and fashion because I wouldn't say fashion has such a bad rap already, but yeah. the people who know about it know that it's actually really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Actually, the problem now is that, you know, the brands that do the mass production and normally, is, you know, in China, let, let's be honest, in China, in India, where they use, like, you know, people and they pay them less than they deserve, yeah. for sure, and then they sell it here really cheap and people buy cheap because they cannot afford it but at the, at the other hand we have like big brands that also produce there because they want to have as you know want to gain and make as much money as they have yeah. as they can and like you have these two extremes which is not helping nobody and it's also bad for the environment bad for the community you know uh, child labors and stuff like that this is this is not okay and I'm right. not okay with it 
and then you have something in between like uh, non-established brands that maybe not not a lot of people heard about them but they are working on uh, sustainability and this is what we should be talking about these people are like not uh, these people pay a lot to their workers they don't use like you know cheap labor right and at the same time they're not making big margins because they they cannot compete with big brands so they are the people that do the, the uh, you know the best for their communities and for the environment and at the same time they don't do as much margin as the big brands so they are something in between stuck and nobody's looking at them and that's the biggest problem and i think that this awareness is getting like bigger and bigger and I love that, and I love when people ask, like, okay, how it is made, like, you know, where your profits goes and so on. And to me, that's something that's really important. And um, I started with hats, but I also signed the distribution uh, for one brand that I really believed in. And they, um, these are two of my friends, uh, you probably saw on the fashion show, yeah. they, uh, the suits for women. Yeah. They do the great job and they also do like handmade suits. So everything is handmade, it's limited edition, right. which is also the same as I do with my hats. And this is something that goes perfectly together. And I said, like, I want to help, like, when I figure out, you know, U.S. market and everything and I have the right connection and, you know, I, I'm going to do fine here. I want to help, like, non-established brands, their, their priority is handmade that is sustainable and you know they're looking out for the community and for our environment and this is what my long-term mission is and I want to help somebody like that grow but first you know I need to find out that for myself because I cannot help somebody if I don't know how right. how to do it right and I think that something like that is really important and at the same time doing, you know, giving back in some way that you can, you know. So do you have any recommendations or maybe walk us through your story uh, on the same parallel of understanding you're competing with big brands or people that are already established either on Instagram or just hearsay? Like I worked the Chicago Fashion Week the week after we met at Runway Latin X, and there was awesome. They were there promoting a lot of local designers and things of that nature. I don't know what came of it. Like I don't know if people go like buy a bunch of their clothes or not. But I was there trying to do my part, like helping with the production and all that stuff. But someone who's coming out of college or someone like you who had a different career path yeah. and wants to start their line. Do you have any recommendations of how to just kind of stay focused and realize that you're, it's going to be a process? Oh, I think that, for example, let's let's say being entrepreneur. Yeah. Okay. Even though this word is used in so many like different like areas, and it's like I started an Instagram misused. account. I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what does that mean? I always ask, what does that mean? Like, you own the business. You're like well, freelancer. Like, uh, if you, if you I, make I, more than one dollar, uh, you're totally an entrepreneur. Oh, really? Okay, okay. That's American. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, like, okay. I'm joking, okay. but like, yes, like. People ask me, like, oh, aren't you an entrepreneur? I'm like, kind of, like, I have, like, side projects that go well. Like, this is, like, a side project of mine. Like, yeah. I don't say, like, I do coaching or anything like that. Like, this is very much just, it's something separate than my main source of income. But, yeah. 
Anyways, I digress on my thoughts on entrepreneurship. Continue. So, for me, being, um, so for me, coming from, you know, being a lawyer to going to, you know, fashion, it was just something I was really passionate about it. I didn't know what to do with it, so I still, you know, studied law. And when I found out like what I want to do and that I want to do hats and that I was really determined that I'm gonna do something about it because I loved hats and I wanted to buy a great hat like you know colorful and yeah. just playful and like chic and stylish and there was nothing on the market and I was like okay if I'm gonna spend that much money like I wanted something like really special and there was nothing at that moment and I was like okay so I need to figure out like how to find like how to make that hat and I went to a hat maker that uh, we work now together and he has 90 years of tradition so he's third generation yeah. of hat makers he was even working for Gucci like he was making hats for them and we I came to, the, uh, to him and I was like you know um, I want a hat that looks like this 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 I want this colors blah, blah, blah. and we designed it together and he made it for me and I went to a fashion week and everybody were asking me like, uh, I love your hat, like where can I buy it? And when like the fourth person asked me, I was like, wow, <laughs> there is something there, you know? I need to explore this. And I came to an idea like, oh, I, I really wanna do hats. Like I really enjoyed like the whole process of us doing that. So I just like said, okay, I'm gonna like try to learn how to do it. I came to his workshop for a month I had no idea, like, I, I probably couldn't even sew the button, like, it, it was so bad, and I was learning for a month, and I probably destroyed, like, 10 to 15 hats at the beginning, until I make one, yeah. and from then on, it just started, and I was so, like, self-conscious, like, I was afraid to put stuff online, I was afraid what people would say, what people would think, and even now, when I look back, I still think, like, wow, I came so far, like, I was just dreaming about it, and now it's, like, like reality, but I'm still not happy with myself. This is, like, this is what I am always pushing myself, you know? And, for example, one of my friends that is now selling one of the hats uh, in his store at the Oak Street in Chicago, um, he said to me, and this was like one of the greatest things he ever said to me, and it was also, you know, criticism at the same yeah. time that I love when people are like that with me. And he was like, you know, you are your biggest critic and your worst enemy because you're always on your way. And it's true because when we met, it was half a year ago, I already have my website, so online shop, yeah. uh, for like three months, and now it's almost a year and it's not online yet. <laughs> because I'm a perfectionist, I see like everything, it's like, if that's not perfect, that can't, you know, it's, I find like everything is like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a problem, and when you're alone in that business, you are just like criticizing yourself and it's never enough. And what I have learned so far in US, for example, is that uh, you just have to like go for it. Like even if it's not perfect, you will adapt later. But this is not how I think European perception is. Like we have to have everything ready, like 100% and then we do it. But here, as far as I have learned, it's like 
if you have like 10 possibilities, try all 10 of them and one is gonna work. For us, we invest only in one, we give our all, and if it's not gonna work, we just like, okay, it didn't work, like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna give up. Like, and now I'm like something in between. Yeah. So I'm literally like fighting myself, like in the environment and community that I was raised in, and the, actually like where I am right now. So the community that I'm surrounding myself right now. So it's interesting, but I think that you never, you never learn everything. Agreed. Like you, you are constantly figuring out things. Like you think you fail, and I, I, so many times you feel that you failed, and it's it's not many times that you have a feeling that you succeeded in something. But I have learned one thing, and that's why I I love Diana uh, Diana from Furstenberg, mm-hmm. and she said you have to own it. And it's really that. It's it's success or a failure. You have to own it. And for the failure, I always say like it's not a failure. It's just a lesson. I'm I'm I have to learn from it because next time I'm gonna know how to do it better. Right. And I'm gonna do it better. And if I have to do it five times, the sixth time is gonna be perfect. And this is how you have to function. So, but I I still think that for me the biggest challenge was that. I didn't ever had anybody believing in me um, from the beginning and I still have that people around me um, let's say like you know sometimes you have family friends they they just don't understand because they don't walk your path you know they they go on like you know inside their comfort zone or it's just it's just different lifestyle they live and it's hard to understand that you take so much risk and you're ready to risk it all for a dream that you have and nobody understand that dream except you and sometimes this dream just feels so far away and in the other moments it's just a reality and I like my motto um, since I started like you know being entrepreneur whatever right. this means uh, is uh, it's like my life quote is if your dreams don't scare you they're not big enough that's so true and you have to be afraid because if you're not like if if every day something doesn't scare you it means you are inside your comfort zone it means you're staying on the same level you're doing the same things and you cannot have the different result if you're doing the same things and every time uh, when something like certain situations that are like really difficult I always say to myself that that was one of my friends quote and I, and I love it and it was like when life gets hard congrat- uh, you have to know one thing congratulations you just leveled up yeah <laughs> yeah and that's so true because when it gets hard it means that you have never been here so it means you went out of your comfort zone to a next level and you want to figure that out and then you can go further and this is how it is, you know, it's it's like a stairs. It's all the time like that. It's gonna be hard, it's gonna be a moment when you're gonna cry yourself to sleep, it's gonna be a moment when you're gonna have fight with everybody around you, but something inside you is not gonna let you down. And um, I had this talk with my father um, a while ago, and he was like, you know, why, why are you like steep, yeah, you know, keep trying, and why, why do you want to, you know, go to U.S.? Why, why you want to do that big, you know, have that big leap of faith and do that? And I was like, you know what? Like, I, I don't want to lie to you, 
but something in me just don't don't let me to give up yeah. like something in me is not letting me to settle for what it is right now and something in me knows that I have to do it right like like that's that's like I don't know it's it's my faith it's it's God it's universe it's whatever you call it something it's in me is just not it feels like I have something bigger to give back to the world and why I'm here that's awesome so, where are some places that people can actually buy your hats? So, by the end of the week, yeah. it's going to be an online store okay. because, you know, my friend Brian just, like, you know, made me do it. He was like, enough of your, yeah. you know, BS <laughs> and start doing things. Uh, so, it's going to be an online store, but people can buy uh, fedora hats, which is, like, means winter hats. Yeah. Uh, it's at uh, 50 Oak Street okay. in Chicago. And berets and headbands are in the Guild store awesome. uh, in Chicago. So, yeah, now we are in two stores, and we're going online, and we are taking it from there. You're exploding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's a start. I, I, you're never going to see me, like, being totally happy with whatever I do. <laughs> you know, I'm my biggest critic, as he said, so, sadly. <laughs> cool, so what do you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Um, I think that... Um, you know, we have our own dreams for a reason, and we have these dreams because something out there gave us that dreams, uh, because it knows, he knows, she knows that we are the only one that can fulfill it, and we can realize it, and every time you find yourself in a, you know, good or bad position, you just have to know that this came because you can handle it. You know, nothing happens and nothing comes into your life if if you cannot handle it. And you'll figure it out. It's going to be a lot of challenges, but the only one that needs to believe in you is you. And you cannot give up on your dreams because they are yours. And nobody will never understand it. Maybe some people will, but I think that dreams can become plans and when they become plans they become reality awesome sign up with that yeah <laughs> this episode is sponsored by bites kitchen the best of times are always shared at the table good food good drinks good stories good friends wish i had any of those <laughs> At Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. 
That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. Thank you.